Good evening and welcome to Get Real with Ralph. I am your humble host, Ralph Nudie, coming to you live from the studios of AM 1050 WLIP in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And simulcast live from Kenosha to the Canary Islands and all across the world. Just go to our YouTube channel at GetRealWithRalph.com. That's GetRealWithRalph.com. Well, it's definitely another week where most of America is stuck in the middle of a family food fight, and I'm sure you're getting as sick of it as the rest of us are. We're going to comment on it very briefly because we have some fantastic guests in the studio today, including the cast of the Kenosha production, Little Shop of Horrors. They're going to talk about their experience auditioning, rehearsing, and going through the production of the first weekend, which has two more full weekends left in their run here in Kenosha. Great show. You're going to want to come see it. And then we have the lovely Ivy Ford here, and we're going to be talking about her new album set to be released shortly, Club 27. All right, everybody, buckle your seatbelts. It's going to be a fun ride. That's a sex machine to all the chicks. You're damn right. Who is the man that would risk his neck for his brother, man? Can you dig it? We're back here in the studio. This is Get Real with Ralph at AM 1050 WLIP and GetRealWithRalph.com if you're watching us live on YouTube. Hello to everybody at home. And as always, I got the man with the plan, Mr. Jim Selovich. Jim. Hey, 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 what's going on? Well, it's been this a- is the way we should start every show. This is the way. A little we- Isaac little- Hayes and a little dance party. little shack. Absolutely. Shaft. Shaft, shack, shaft. John Shaft. John Shaft. Uh, not the, to be the, confused. The bumper with music, uh, because the Oscars are on, the bumper music is uh, songs that won Oscars. So every time we come from a commercial, we'll play some bumper music. And the first one is, of course. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're concerned about the Oscars, you do not have to watch them because we're going to be commenting on them all night long as we see people win. That way you don't have to listen to all of their dissertations. You can just find out who's good, who's hot, and who's not. Welcome again to Get Real with Ralph. Uh, it's been an interesting week, hasn't it? It sure has. Sure it's, has. It's been a fun week yeah. uh, locally. It's been not such a fun week nationally, uh, all just right. to see all the all the all the fighting going on back and forth. Uh, you, you know, the world, ladies and gentlemen, is angry. Uh, this country is angry, and it doesn't seem to matter which side of the political spectrum you fall on. Your views are no longer respected by the most extreme of the other side of whatever you happen to fall into, and. Today, I am not going to weigh in on the national events of the week. Okay. It's too explosive. It's, it's, we're getting real. It's, too, getting, it's getting real with Ralph, and being real right now is It's, it's not too partisan. And not you know, the propagandizing on both sides is just sickening, isn't it? It's horrible. It is. They all should be tossed out. So here's the last one of them. So here's my commentary on the national events of the week. I'm going to ask every one of you listeners to seek somebody out with whom you disagree with politically but you love. And I want you to give them a hug, and I want you to tell them that I accept you for who you are. That's going to be really hard, I know, for some of you. But that's what we need, because they want us not liking one another. That's this this is how plan. the powerful stay powerful. Your plan is to put uh, to have us fighting with each other. Absolutely. It's getting, getting heavy. 
It's getting heavy in here. All right, let's get real. Some yes, local yeah, let's talk about. Uh, we got a bunch of actors in here. Well, we got one you know, more, which was really awesome. But anyway, so I'm sorry, I'm jumping the gun a little bit. Yeah, that's all right. Normally it's me that's jumping the gun. So you know, we've got one local event that I do want to weigh in okay. on. You know, one of one of the passions uh, that that I got involved in last year, and one one of the subjects that I talk about often on the show is human trafficking. And last week on February 5th, the Lake County Sheriff's Department had a very big bust in Gurney, Illinois, where 14 people were arrested for soliciting prostitution. And I was following the the story on Facebook, and I was stunned at the number of ignorant people who commented that this is just two consenting adults. I don't understand what the problem is and trying to compare it to legalization of, of cannabis, for example. And what you don't realize if you're, if, if, if you're at home listening is most women who are involved in prostitution are not doing it willingly. They might no. seem like they're doing it willingly. Right. They might put a smile on, your, on their face. Uh, they may seem like they're just a college girl trying to pay their way through. That's not true at all. We, we had the, the provost on mm-hmm. here a couple of, couple of months ago, and they Wonderful talked about how, how their 18-year-old they've daughter— they've through and— oh was sucked into this life, yeah. drugged, yep. liter- literally drugged Get against her will, forced to become addicted Shame to these drugs. Shamed them. Yeah. Shamed. Alienated from her family. These are the things that are going on behind the scenes. So when you're looking online for a good time and you're showing up at a hotel room and you're exchanging money for somebody to put a smile on your face, you're, it, it's, it's a disgusting thing you're engaging in. Two of the restees are Kenosha County residents, a Roger Jindar, 31 years old, of the 3300 block of 15th Street, and a Gregory Paul, P-A-H-L, 53 years old, of the 12400 block of 336th Avenue. Of course, <coughs> anybody who's been arrested is innocent until proven guilty yeah. in a court of law. But uh, if you are one of those people or one of the families of one of those people, I hope that you get the help that you need because... You're definitely not helping these young women. No, no. All right, now we're going to move on to something fun. Well, Sorry. But... I just want to say something about uh, when they say they're a Kenosha man. Okay, to me, that's not a Kenosha man. That guy, these guys who live in Kenosha, how long have they been here? That's what I want to know before you call yourself a Kenosha. I have no idea. Because, that's the, you know, of course, it looks bad for the city of Kenosha, which, you know, these guys are transients possibly. They just have a residence here. They very well may be. I spoke with one of the detectives on the case. Uh, hopefully he's going to be coming in next week or the week after okay. to talk about it. And uh, we're going to go into okay. more detail about the whole subject. More on that in a future episode of Get Real with Ralph. Now we're going to get real on Little Shop of Horrors, which instead is about a plant who victimizes humans I saw it by last night, them. guys. It was awesome. It, it was, was awesome. a great show. Now, if any of you have ever seen the movie Little Shop of Horrors or you've been to a Broadway production of it, I've got to tell you, you've got to come watch the production that Lakeside Players is doing at the Rody Center for Performing Arts because this cast is wicked talented. Oh, yeah. And anytime you watch a show live, it's going to give you a different feeling than if you've ever watched a movie. And when you watch it live and local with people that are engaged in your community, it, it gives you a whole different feel. And it was one of the most exciting local shows that I mm-hmm. have seen in a very long time. We have with us the, the the director of the show, Katie. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the program. Hello. So when did you know you were going to direct uh, Little Shop this year? Oh, no. I think it was in, I think we decided in July. So the, the board of directors decides the, the 
directors for the next shows. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it was July. It was July. Mm-hmm. And I know casting was going on in, I want to say, November. Yes. During rehearsals for Miracle on 34th. Because yes. Haley here was was rehearsing and had to run next door. And <laughs> she was very concerned that she wanted to be Audrey. And uh, she came back when she got the part and she was excited about it. And I knew that she was going to knock him dead because I already worked with her on, on a show. And uh, I had never heard of her seeing Cameron do mm-hmm. anything before, but wow, Cameron, you're going to have to step up to that mic there for Absolutely, a minute. Absolutely, yeah. Come and, uh, in and introduce yourself. Bowel, tell us, tell us Cameron, tell bit. us your name and where you're yeah, from. Yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, um, I'm Cameron Rojas Shuneman, and I'm from Waukegan, Illinois. Okay. Okay. And you go to uh, you go to Loyola? Yes, I go to Loyola Academy in Wilmette. Loyola Ca- Academy awesome. in Wilmette. How long have you been acting? Um, so I started when I was like eight years old. So Is that like, what, eight years ago? Probably, yeah. yes. Um, eight or nine <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Way back when Moby Dick was I'm, still I'm a man. I'm telling you yep. what. I'm telling you what. Uh, but yeah, awesome. Fantastic. Well, so you've been since eight years old. Yeah. Uh, so what was your first part? Um, my first role was I was Wilbur in Charlotte's Web. Nice. <laughs> nice. One time, yeah. Good start. That's great. That's great. And uh, what are some of the more recent big roles you've done besides uh, Seymour here? For sure. Um, I just finished up right before I started Little Shop. Um, we were doing Chicago at my school, and I was Billy Flynn in that, which was a ton of fun. Nice. Super different role for me. Um, and then before that, I did. Um, I was in a summer program at Northwestern University where I got to do um, a show about like the immigration refugee crisis, which was really right awesome. Right on. So you got to act and learn at the same time. Yes. What, what's, yeah. uh, uh, what's next? Um, what, are you going to go to school? Are you going to continue your schooling and for sure, yeah. acting school? Are you going to go you know, out to California or are you going to go to, I don't know, Nebraska or wherever? I don't know, man. For sure. Um, right now, North my plan Carolina. is going to school for musical theater. Where that is right now, I don't Berkeley know. Or are you going to go to school, Berkeley school or uh, for music? Berkeley? Um, I don't music? know. Okay. Schools like that, yeah. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> didn't mean to put you on the spot. No have, problem. Have, um, have you been applying and auditioning anywhere yet? Yeah, I just finished up all my college auditions this past week. Nice. Ah. Yeah. What so are you hoping? Which one are you hoping for the most? Um, I really like Illinois Wesleyan University. Can speak it's one of my favorites. Them. Illinois Wesleyan. Yeah. That's great. Nice. So you're not too far from home, but a very good theater program. Yes, yes. Now, I want to... I, I want to comment on your performance if you will and that's always hard to take a compliment from somebody or criticism but in this case can be a compliment from someone standing five feet away from you on on the radio airwaves but i think it is a very difficult thing to take on a show that has already been done so many times had a movie made into it and you have this bar that's already set and people have this preconceived ideas of who the characters can or should be Okay, I just want to break in one second. Laura Dern has just won the Best Supporting Actress. All right. Laura Dern has won an Oscar. Okay, sorry. All right, congratulations, we're, Laura. We're doing updates tonight. So. We are. You do not have to watch the Oscars, and if you do have mine, you can turn them down all the way and listen to us because we're way more entertaining. Because <laughs> they have no host. They have no host. We're the hosts. Jim and Ralph, we're your local Oscar hosts. <laughs> okay, let's continue with our, our uh, interview. It's a very difficult thing to play a role that big, and it's even more difficult not to become a caricature of the actor that played it. For sure, yeah. You did an amazing job of bringing your own truth to that part. Thank you. And that is something that takes a level of maturity normally beyond a 17-year-old. To go there and not go play Rick Moranis playing Seymour, but be your own Seymour. 
And you did such an amazing job of that that I completely forgot all about the other Seymour while I'm watching yeah. you play it, which is a compliment to you. Thank you. That you took that role, well, you those, owned it. Those are the things that you see on stage when you're watching different people play different roles. Yeah. Uh, or playing that role, you know, and you're seeing different, uh, different presentations, different choices. Different types of things that they're doing, but you know, it's it's the play itself. Your it's, melodramatic it's beats, your melo- and, it's, and it's the timing. The melodramatic beats, like okay. when you turned around and said "mysterious disappearance," <laughs> you know, and, and, and you broke the fourth wall for that, and, and looked right out the audience and did that with that yeah. with, with that mischievous grin on your face. I thought that you owned the part of Seymour as soon as you did that more than anything else. And, and there's a couple of times throughout the production that you did it, and I want to highlight that for the listeners here because if you want to see a treat, if you want to see Seymour the way that I think Seymour really should be played Mm -hmm. you've got to see this you've got to see this with that i have haley here next to me come on over the microphone haley hello we're we're used to sharing a microphone this close (laughs) so uh this isn't that unusual but wow what a a great job with with audrey thank you thank you i am so excited to play this character it's so much fun I couldn't ask for a better I, cast. Or I, I, I got to say, first and foremost, I loved your accent. <laughs> Thank the, you. The New York accent you got, you know, that was... Oh, uh, Seymour. Yeah, very good, very good. Because I'm playing uh, <laughs> Willie Loming in this play coming up. Oh. And I'm working on my working on my accent and uh, watching, like, wow, oh, yeah. You know, I'll tell that's you how it, I yeah. actually really got that accent down pat was that um, we have the 2003 Broadway recording that the cast did and okay. um, we've been listening to that for the reference tracks and somebody mm-hmm. actually commented to me about how oh wow the accent you carried it into your singing as well I was like actually that's what I got first because I listened to them uh-huh. sing it and that's how I actually figured okay. out how to speak it too right that's right the only way I learned it was it. awesome it was awesome it, it's funny that you say that because you, you use the music as the DNA for the character mm-hmm. have you ever seen have you ever seen Ray where Jamie Foxx plays yeah. Ray Charles absolutely I saw an interview with him uh, after the fact, and he talked about the fact that he only went to one early interview of Ray Charles and watched that one early interview in the early music, and Ray Charles wanted to meet with him prior to the movie, and he refused because he did not want to skew his his version of who Ray Charles was, and okay. he said that he got the DNA of Ray Charles from that early interview when Ray Charles was young, and it wasn't until after he completed the movie that he would go and talk with with, with the older Ray Charles as, as a result of well, that. And I thought yeah, that that was... I think Ray passed away before it was released. I think he's seen it after it's done. It, it was done, but done. not released. Yeah, yeah so he got right. to meet with him afterwards, but he was so reluctant to meet with him prior to filming it. Right. Because he wanted to be true to right. the earlier, younger yeah. Ray. And and I think that most famous people do become caricatures of themselves as they as they get older, so I thought that that was a wise choice. Uh, now, do either one, either one of you want to jump in and talk about the choices that, that you made when, when uh, perfecting your characters? I always say, and I've said it to everybody, is that um, I channel my inner Janice from Friends. Just that kind of nasally, like, oh, my God. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And um, I, I really just, that's where I get that accent from. And just mm-hmm. how Janice always in the show kind of right. was always had right. the best intentions. Sure, and was so sure, nice. Sure. And I feel like that's Audrey. She's <clears throat> she's sweet right, and just right. nice. And that's kind of but, where you I know, I mean, that. a lot of times, when, when sometimes, you know, when, when I'm preparing for a role, I'll play an animal. The body, this body wise, you know, it's because I did, uh, uh, what was that one? Um, we did a while back, anyways. Uh, Laramie Project, oh, yeah. So I had to play like 10, 12 different characters, oh, and wow. it's like, what, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna play him as an eagle, I gotta walk down stage and become someone else, so I become a bear. So the body just changes a bit, mm-hmm. which really helps you memorize the monologues too, because oh, yeah. where you're standing, right? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, those different choices that you make, I always, always like playing some type of animal. Mm-hmm. 
feel like you have to have somebody that you have in your mind, either that or somebody that you're talking to yeah. when you play a character to relate it. Mm-hmm. So you don't just look like you're repeating lines. Right. You look like you're really Well, that's a just character. it, too. I think a lot of it is listening. Let, mm-hmm. let, let the line go for a second because that's what we do in life. We, we, we listen because we respond. You know, it's all respond, but you got to listen. What would you say, both of you, uh, one at a time, what was the biggest challenge that you, the biggest obstacle that you felt you had in, um, in getting that part the way you wanted it? Get close mm-hmm. to that mic, Seymour. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like for me, like what, just touching on what we were saying earlier about like just these characters being such iconic roles, it's like you, you want to do people justice so badly. But I know for myself, like I tried not to, I know like when I first got cast, I watched the movie and I loved it. But like after that, I kind of just tried to set that away because I didn't want to have to like live up to some expectation. And like before this, like I didn't really know the show Little Shop that well. I had just always been told like, oh, Seymour would be such a good role for you. So I didn't really want to like be anything else because like people had said that they just saw the character in myself and not in like mm-hmm. the way I was acting. Awesome. Um, I actually think, to be honest with you, I think I did a good job in rehearsals of being Audrey, but I don't think it was until Friday morning we actually did another interview and Katie, our director, and Joe, our musical director, actually, um, or maybe it was the week before, they said something about Audrey that I was like, wow, I kind of hadn't thought of Audrey in that way. I mm-hmm. kind of almost thought of her as like ditzy and kind of almost dumb. And when they said like she's sweet and she's mm-hmm. genuine and right. she's nice, I was like, I didn't see her as that. Mm-hmm. And then when they said that, I started thinking of her right. as a different person and it made right. me. Right, thinking that, you know, because she thinks that she's bad. She, and you yeah, know, she's no, that, just that in she, a tough she's situation, trash or, you know, she's she actually like, a good right. person. She, and when they said that, potential. it changed yeah. my whole perspective yeah. on her. And I think it really stepped my character up in this, mm-hmm. this thank goodness, right before opening <laughs> weekend. <laughs> I definitely saw that in your, in your interpretation when, when the, uh, when the doo-wop girls start talking to you about how Seymour would be a fit for you. And, and you say, I could, I could never be with, with, with a nice boy like Seymour. I have a history. And even though that's already in the play and that's already in the movie, I thought that you definitely brought that to, you brought that, that texture of this really good, innocent girl who might not be the brightest, but she has a really good heart and she means well and she's vulnerable. And you, you brought a certain vulnerability to that, a certain insecurity, the character had an insecurity that I didn't see in the movie that I definitely saw in, in, in your interpretation of that character. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, this must have been a monster to put together. I'm going to put this back over to Katie for a little bit. Absolutely. And just kind of talk about, because I've directed before. And you, it's I couldn't even imagine. I'm doing black box stuff, you know, just very limited type of props and you know, with more more with the lighting. But having to have uh, uh, building that set, uh, having you know, you have to you know on the record. Uh, yeah, I mean, I will on, give all the credit to Ed Skinner, our set oh, yeah. designer. Yeah. I mean, he's the one who really mm-hmm. kind of figured out how we were going to get the dentist's um, office on the stage, essentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it really was a collaborative effort where it was like, um, okay, everyone like kind of came in and did painting and set work and stuff, which was great. Um, this is the cast. It was a cast of eight people, which I've worked the last two shows I've done. Uh, one was 20 and one was 14. (laughs) I did 17. Yeah. Yeah. So this was so nice much smaller. It was sure. great. I was like, oh, this is, I, I know everyone's name in the first week. There you go. And not just their character names, you, you know, which it's I'm like, real you know, bad about. Anything real big is like corralling cats. Yes, I absolutely. I mean, it's just like they're all over the place. You yeah. just can't, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this was nice. And it's it's not a lot of um, like group numbers, mm-hmm. um, which is also nice because then like everyone kind of gets their time to like go off stage and kind of decompress. Right. I think if you're on stage a lot, right. I feel like the person who's probably on stage most is Seymour. 
And um, but yeah, I think the the biggest logistical issue, of course, was the plant. Yeah, I mean that's the number. It's a it's a man eating plant, and how mm-hmm. do you how do you get that on stage and right. have it eat people? So that was that was definitely difficult. But we were we were pretty lucky in finding the yeah. plant. So yeah, I definitely don't want to give a spoiler <laughs> out, but the way you transition from the small plant to the bigger plant to the biggest plant really works really works yeah. well with the shell. That was uh that was we were trying to figure out how to do that best without kind of giving it away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it worked really well. And we were able to, we were really lucky. We were able to secure the plants fairly locally. So the plants are actually from the Freedom Mary Community Theater up in um, near Appleton, Wisconsin. Okay. So um, huge shout out to them because they actually made the plant for their production. And they were like, oh, we'll rent it out to community theaters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. Awesome. It's only a couple hours away. And the voice of Audrey. Robbie, the voice of the plant. Robbie, Blaine, yeah. Robbie, Robbie, Robbie is great. is better than the original I yeah. Don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. Yeah, he'll get a big we head We got to keep sure. him humble. I don't we got to keep he, Robbie humble. I don't care if Robbie has I a work, big head I, I, I've worked with Robbie for years. <laughs> I love him. He is one of my favorite people. We got to keep him humble, though. Yeah, he, Robbie, you're listening. Don't let this go to your head, bro. He did it uh, for Racine Theater Guild four years ago. Yeah. Um, and so when he came into audition, um, ironically, it was him and the, and the gentleman who played Audrey to... The first time we did the show at Spencer. Lakeside, yeah. Um, so feed me now. Yeah, and then you know there was a lot of work with the puppeteer because the puppeteer and and Robbie they have to be kind of on the same page, and mm-hmm. otherwise it just kind of looks weird. I had so, never, yeah. I had always envisioned that the puppeteer would be the per- like you'd have to have a mic and yeah. somebody in a morph suit. So to have two people do it. Yeah, probably made the show better, but it probably made it much more difficult. Yeah, it was logistically a little bit more difficult. Um, we had, you know, the big plant that we have, we had some issues with because we weren't entirely sure how it would work with uh, essentially, like I said, having to eat people where you didn't want the plant to break. So, yeah, that was that was probably logistically the hardest part. And then, of course, you know, the singing, which Joe Cardamone is an amazing musical oh, director. Man. Thank God he was there. And then the choreography. So uh, Crystal Hall did our choreography, and she was my assistant director, and she was great too. So, I mean, it's it's a very collaborative effort, and we all, you know, come together and make an awesome show. Yeah. And let's remind the folks uh, when these shows are at this point. Yeah, I mean, the shows let's are. Hold, let's, hold, let's hold this in here a couple times. Okay, two, more, two more weekend runs. Two, two more okay. weekends. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Friday, Saturday. Um, Friday, Saturday shows are 7.30 p.m., and the Sunday shows are at 2 PM. 2 p.m. at the very historic at- Rhodey Center for the Arts. Yes. So this Sunday is the final matinee. This is the final matinee, And then yeah. you have the following Friday and Saturday yes. as well. Yes, Ladies and gentlemen, if you like live theater and you're anywhere within the listening area, you don't have to go spend hundreds of dollars for box seats in Chicago or Milwaukee. Come to Kenosha. Come to the Rhodey Center for Performing Arts. And see the shows. Make sure you come watch Little Shop of Horrors. I can promise you, it's it's live. It's a live band. It's live music. It's talented actors who really nail these parts. That's Little Shop of Horrors at the Rhodey Center mm-hmm. for Performing Arts. Absolutely. And you definitely, yeah. definitely. So, so how does it feel to get the first weekend out of the way? Oh my God! So I've good. been in, I've been in shows. It's like opening night. It's like okay, all right. I don't know how I sat still opening night. I usually don't. I usually pace the theater, uh, just relentlessly. And uh, Crystal and I sat and watched ninety percent of it. You were pretty calm through the whole process. Yeah, I mean, we we, we cross paths all the time because I'm rehearsing for for my show. I mean, there's definitely been times where by opening night, uh, I am panicked because I'm like, okay, 
this still has to be done, this still has to be mm-hmm. done. And for this show, I was panicked because I was like, okay, everything's done. Right. What did I miss? Yeah. What, yeah. what is right. not happening? Right. And does what something, does I something, does something slip through that I was exactly. just, I got a little too cocky. I think yeah. everything's fine. Yeah, I was, I mean, it's really nice when you're comfortable enough mm-hmm. on like Monday and Tuesday of the, of essentially sure. tech week. Sure, That you're like, okay, Same as an we're actor. We're, we're, we're off book. We're ready to go. We're chomping at the bit to get the weekend started. Yeah. So. I was so excited to just have other people like laugh and clap yeah. and- and yeah. react rather than it just being me out there laughing. So, right, right. Um, and they, you know, that, they that, laugh. That's at always different fun, things. isn't it? You know, yeah. we, you know, are they going to laugh at this part or that part? You know. Well, and they <clears> laugh <throat> at parts that sometimes you're like, oh, they they like this. Yeah. So we have a really good joke about um, eating a fancy dinner at the Howard Johnson's. Right. Yeah. And oh, yeah. that, and I mean, like that is uh, a joke older than me. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Um, older than me too. It's right. definitely yeah. a laugh getter. So though. <clears throat> and. Oh. Oh, everyone loves it. And oh, so it's, oh. I'm like, this is it's so funny because this is not a joke I ever laughed at mm-hmm. during rehearsals. Sure, so. sure. <laughs> I love still it. don't really know what it means, but I know that people laugh at it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Johnson's uh, is just a crummy motel uh, chain. Uh, they young. used to have a restaurant. My stepdad actually was own... a cook there for it, a long time. It was about the equivalent. It was about the, the caliber Denny's. of a Denny's. Yeah, yeah. Denny's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With a big orange roof ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got your 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 pancakes and, and eggs for like yeah. two bucks or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I think was. there's like one left in the whole co- uh, country. A Howard Johnson's yeah, restaurant. Yeah, I think there's exactly one. I think I looked it up at one point. I don't, <laughs> and not for the show. I don't even know why I looked it up, but I remember hearing about. it. You so just wanted to one. eat there, didn't you? I did. You I heard the like, steak and eggs was to, amazing. I'm gonna go to. I think it's like in Washington State, nice, across nice. the country. So. Yeah. So acting, guys, you loving it? I I, Every, really I, mean, do. I mean, it's passion, right? It's a passion. We 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 love to do this because it's it's. It, yeah. It's like it did, we didn't, you didn't choose it, it chose you, basically, right? That's how we feel? Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. So it's actually kind of funny. I, I did acting when I was a very young kid, mm-hmm. like nine and ten, and it's not something I've done for a very, very long time, and it really wasn't something I expected to get so back yeah. involved in. Um, I know Ralph knows this. I actually joined Miracle only because I just moved here from Florida okay. um, less than a year ago. And I worked from home, so I had no way to meet people. And I didn't know anybody in the area. Right. So I saw the auditions for Miracle. I said, oh, whatever. I'll go give it a try. And I did it and absolutely fell in love with it. And now you're doing the second show right away. And now right I'm doing away. my second show back to back. Haley, you're one of us now. <laughs> thank you. You cannot you. leave. One you're now part of the Lakeside Player. One of us. One of us. You guys ever, uh, like, before you go on stage, it just happened a lot of actors is they it's like where you had to go on stage. Like I don't know, I don't know my first line. Yeah. What's my first line? <laughs> you, you know, I have that. What's my first line? Because you know, after that first line, everything's fine. Yeah. Because once you get the first line, first couple lines out, you're just you're, let's go, baby. You know. But sometimes you're, you just I, what's my line? I, 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 I especially line. when you're the one that has to give the first line. Yes. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. That's, not, that's the scariest part. I remember one time I was in a show where I had a dream. I gave the first line in French. I was taking French at the time. I wasn't okay. just like making it up in my head. And I was so scared that I would actually go on stage during an actual show and mm-hmm. give the line in French. And I'm like, I don't think I could even reproduce it if I wanted to. Right. But right. yeah, and I it was and you're alone for the oh, it's oh, yeah. terrifying. Oh, yeah. So it's nice because there's a band and there's sure. like a there's an entrance. So right. how about when you make up a line that's funny for your fellow cast members and you think it's funny and then you go to perform and you almost accidentally deliver the wrong line yeah. that you that you made up as a joke. There's, there's, I've definitely had that happen. There's definitely like some, uh, um, like jokes that are just like for me. So like mm-hmm. I'll I'll give this away because you can't see it from the audience, unfortunately. But the dentist scene, you know, uh, the dentist shows Seymour what it would be like if they had bad teeth, 
And so I actually have a picture, and it's called From the Big Book of British Teeth, and it's a Simpsons reference because it's my favorite show. And literally no one can see it. It is a joke just for me. And I'm like, I'm, this is going in my show. Outstanding. So. so is that the picture that's up there? Yeah, that's the picture that's up there. That's a, so if you ever look at it close that's, enough, it's it's a shot I'm, I'm, from I'm, the show. I'm going to be checking that yeah. out. I got a rehearsal coming up Monday night. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, look I'm, it I'm up. walking over there checking that yeah. out. So um, you guys, as actors, uh, do, you, do you experience a moment before with your character before you go on stage? You say, what is, that, what is my character doing before you walk on stage? Because I've done that a few times, and I'm telling you, it's just, what, what, your, what is your, because your character is just not walking out on stage and starting, oh, okay, I'm That's talking. like about the fifth or sixth step in, step in the Chubbuck, <laughs> Chubbuck technique. It is, and that's yep. the Chubbuck technique, and, and I highly recommend it. Um, because you're, you're walking in with a different energy at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, you're walking already in character. Have you done that before at all? Yeah, I know, like for me, a little trick that I do is, for each show that I'm in, I'll kind of make like a playlist of like okay. the kind of music I think my character would listen to. Nice. So good, good. I like get the backstory right for right. sure. And so yeah. I'll like um, while I'm like getting ready in my dressing room every night, I like play the playlist while I'm like stretching and like warming up, and mm-hmm. it really helps me just like. Is it all fifties do up for this show? Yes, I'm a lot sure of it. it. <laughs> but it's it's a great technique. You guys should use. I, I did a uh, cemetery club. I did a cemetery club. Oh, yeah. And so it was three women uh, <clears throat> who visit their, their dead husbands at the cemetery. And I'm off stage, you know, waiting my character to come on. So what am I doing? I'm actually visiting my wife's grave. So I would have a conversation, oh. you know, because I know the backstory a little mm-hmm. bit. And that puts you in a different type of mood, and different feel when you're walking across the stage. Because that big movement is so key as well. Um, so it gives you a different type of feel to it. I think, uh, I think too, like... When I noticed a huge difference with them is when they got in a costume. Yes. I think that makes oh, such an yes. issue. Much. Yes. Such, like when they put the book down, that's yeah. one step. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you're like, okay, your character's coming forward because you're not reading. And then when you get into costume because you feel the character yeah. more. And then when you get into like, I imagine for like Haley, especially like the hair and makeup. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that was when I was like, oh, there they are. There's the characters. Yay. <laughs> and, you know, is you it, know it's coming. It's bringing it to life. Did yeah. You, did you, yeah. As a director, I'm never like concerned. It's like, I'm like, it's going to happen. It's like, it's like you're, you're, you're working the show, you're working to play, and you're, you're you're kind of like the caterpillar, right? Yeah. So as soon as you're going to put on the, you know, the costume, that's when yeah. you come to butterfly. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think that just having all of that and then when we started to have like more and more props yeah. where you could actually like use them, uh, I think that for, helps. For, for me, it's more like I turn into a moth, but I get it. Turn into a moth. <laughs> the show is coming up uh, next week. We're going to take a short break. We are. We're going to take a short yep. break. And then when we come back, we're going to have Ivy Ford. Oh, let's say, let's say, let's, 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 let's push this. We're pushing them out the door right now. T- well, we're not, we're no, no, they're hanging around. They're hanging oh, around. Okay. All but right. before we go to the break, I just want to make sure that everybody hears yeah, this one more time. Absolutely. Go ahead, go, ahead, go with it. You go to roadiecenter.org. You can get tickets. You have two more weekends left. That is Little Shop of Horrors. And that is being uh, put on by the Lakeside Players at the Roadie Center for Performing Arts. Go to roadiecenter.org. Don't miss this show if you're in the live theater. You guys are awesome coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Back after the break. Gonna leave me wasting away on the streets of Philadelphia. And we're back. You're listening to Get Real with Ralph on AM 1050 WLIP or on our YouTube channel at GetRealWithRalph.com. And we have in the studio the lovely Ivy Ford. 
And we're also watching the Oscars here because it is Oscars night. So fear not, you don't have to watch the Oscars to find out who's winning. You can just tune in here, and uh, Jim and I will be your MCs for the evening. Yeah, you, well, you, you can listen to us and just uh, Google it. And it looks like 1917 just won what category, Jim? Uh, sound mixing. Best sound mixing. Great movie. It, you, that's what you said. You yeah, saw it. I have I not it. seen it's it amazing. yet. It's amazing. It's an amazing movie. You don't, you don't have to be a, a, a war person, war movie person, just to enjoy this movie. So it was it was amazing. Now, this movie is known for the fact that it was filmed all in one continuous shot. That's yes. that's that's what it's that's what it's known for. So it's yeah. just, it's a seamless movement throughout well, the entire. Well, there, there there are, you know, cuts. Okay. I mean, because they, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but you but know, it's a one <laughs> camera, but it's, but it's a but it's a one camera setup the whole time. Yeah. No spoiler alerts. No spoiler alerts. No, we're talking about technique, really, not story. Yeah. But it, but it's a one camera shot all the time. Pretty much, yeah. Wow, that's that's interesting. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, what did you like the most about it? I liked the most about it because it really uh, covered a lot of emotions. It covered a lot of uh, relationships. Talking about uh, you know it, honor, trust, you know friendship, you know love. All the bits, all the into the man. <laughs> all the good stuff. All the good stuff, that's right. And Ivy's going to write a song about it right now. Yeah, We're gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah. 1917, <laughs> it's a beautiful year. Speaking of all the good stuff, we got Ivy's beautiful little polka dot guitar there. Hey, this is the real moneymaker, man. If you're listening, you're going to have to check it out on the YouTube channel. Uh, A little black guitar with white polka dots. It's a buddy guy guitar. If you want to get real, Ralph. Buddy guy. I definitely want to catch that. You catch that. I caught that. I see what you did there. Oh, man. Shucks. Yeah. (laughs) Show's all called Get Real, Ralph. Oh, man. I, 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 you wear that red so well because everything else is black and then that yeah. red just pops. You know, just pop. Yeah. Well, you know, people know me for my red lipstick. Uh, mm-hmm. We did a show. Me and my fellas did a show on Friday, and uh, I got to I got to the gig and was setting up, and I didn't put my lipstick on yet because I still had some other things I had to do beforehand. And, and some people mm-hmm. came in. They said, "Where's your lipstick?" And I said, "It's it's coming. It's coming." They said, oh, "Okay," because I almost didn't recognize you. Well, maybe Isaac, when you get yeah, famous, okay. you should do that for your autograph. Just kiss the pieces of paper. And well, I yeah. I didn't say I haven't done that yet, Ralph. But you know, <laughs> only for special people. That's all. Only for people are going to be getting your your lip prints tattooed on them someday. Um, maybe, maybe so. I mean, if they get the Rolling Stones <laughs> tongue, why not Ivy Ford's right? lips? Right. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So you got some new material for your upcoming Club Twenty Seven album. I do. And when yeah. is, when is it getting released? Uh, February twenty sixth, which is my twenty seventh birthday. That's right. So yeah, there's a lot of lot of mojo, a lot of um, I don't know, kind of. Some people could say uh, karma or folklore mm-hmm. or things like that. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really neat because it's kind of a concept album with um the fact that the material it's all original material, so it's all stuff that I that I've written and and have self experienced and and whatnot, but. Each song is inspired uh, from a song that is either by Hendrix or Janis Joplin, Amy Winehouse, um, and then some, all of which musicians and, and rock stars that j- join the quote-unquote 27 Club, which is they all passed at mm-hmm. 27 from, you know, tragic rock star lifestyle. So. And you're giving a tribute to that club, but yes. you certainly ain't trying to join it. I ain't trying to join it. No. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to, you know, teach Absolutely. people about it. That's all. That's, right. That's a good thing. And yes. I, I think I think it's a beautiful concept. I really do. Yeah, you know, it was one of those things I thought about. I mean, because I've been a Hendrix fan and, and Janis Joplin fan and The Doors and all that stuff just in general for the longest time. And um, 
And it just, I don't know, it just kind of dawned on me, uh, I don't know, six months to a year ago, thinking, oh, that'd be kind of cool. And that was it. That's, you know, all I thought about it. And then it just kind of fell into place. And, 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 and really, from writing the material to rehearsing it with, with my band, and even the recording process was very seamless. And, you know, we really banged everything out quite quite quickly. Um, and it just, it, just, it just all fell into place. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're going you're to give us a couple little samples off oh, the album? Oh, man, I might. This is official. I will say I'm making a very special, um, uh, how do you say, a, a, a special exception because people have been asking me, hey, why don't you play us some stuff off? I'm like, no, you have to wait till it's released. But. So this is a little tease. This is a little tease, a little exception. And if you want to hear it all, you're going to have to buy the album. You're going to have to buy the album. And I'm actually doing a, like I said, it comes out February 26th, but we are doing an official release party here in town at the Creative Space March 20th. So March 20th is the official CD release party in town. Me and my guys actually hit the road uh, the day it, it releases this month. Um, mm-hmm. So when we bring it back home, it'll it'll be there March twentieth. But so. we're gonna have to put that in our schedules, Jim, and it's try already and, on uh, my schedule. Oh, Jim's already got it, man. I'm he on, knows. I'm all over. We're gonna have oh, to make geez. sure we're there for that. Cause yeah, I, I definitely want to see all of that music. I'm exci- I'm excited. I'm I'm really I'm really <laughs> tickled by it all. So, anyway, all right. Yeah. All right. What you gonna play for us? I'm gonna do. This is a song. It's um it's it's off the album Club Twenty Seven, and it's called Love in This World. It's just in time, I guess, for Valentine's Day right. as well. Um, so I'm gonna tr- I'm try and do do my best here. Ooh, dust off the cobwebs. Yeah. Well, I know it to be true. It's alright to say I love you cause it's not enough of it in this world. It's okay if you want to say, and I promise I won't run away. No big deal, darling, to say I love you. It may be scary. Sometimes I've been through it You're not alone So go ahead, do it Trust me when I say That it's worth a shot If you give nothing Then nothing's what you've got Pardon me, don't wanna overstep, but the truth's life's all I got left, and there's not enough of it in this world. It may be scary sometimes I've been through it You're not alone So go ahead, do it Trust me when I say 
that it's worth a shot. If you give nothing, then nothing's what you've got. Pardon me, don't wanna overstep, but the truth's life's all I got left, and there's not enough. Of it in, oh, there's not enough. Of it in, oh, there's not enough. Of it in this world. Yeah. All yeah. right. Now that one there Very is nice. tributing who? Okay, so that's a little, this is a little, um, again, exception, kind of a catch-22, catch-27. <laughs> um, that was actually a song that I, I, I wrote just more inspired from me, which it fits because I'll be 27. So that's mm-hmm. my own little version on that. But it's definitely inspired by Billie Holiday and another great, I believe she's a, a, a French-Canadian singer. Her name is Madeleine Peru, who she is based off. Uh, she does a lot of styles based off of Billie Holiday as well. And then also to pay, you know, tribute to blues, which everyone knows me for that, the the song Miss Seeley's Blues in the color purple is mm-hmm. very a lot of similarities with that one. So, so the album isn't all blues. It's uh, it's oh more... no, it's not. It's not all blues at all. Oh, it does. Wow. I will give this. It does open up with a Robert Johnson inspired mm-hmm. song, which the cover is out for for the album. And uh, anyone that is a Robert Johnson buff or a little bit of blues buff knows that there's only. If I'm not mistaken, two pictures of Robert Johnson that exist. There's one of him in a suit, mm-hmm. um, sitting the down, one, the, kind the of one, formal. The one that everybody sees, uh, right? right? And then there's the, the other one. It almost looks like he is in a photo booth or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, very down home, very crude photo of him. And I based my album cover off of that photo, mm-hmm. yep. which is very interesting because when I when I when I did it, I was I was looking more from an artistic, more creative side. Mm-hmm. But believe it or not, when I show it, that's the one, Ralph. That's the one. I'm looking at it right now. When and... people have seen my photo, especially gentlemen, I have to laugh because the first thing they say, "That's really sexy, Ivy." Yeah. And I say, "Well, I didn't mean <laughs> for it to be, but thank you." That makes it even more sexier. Right. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I actually have some very prudish Facebook fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Make a comment about the cigarette in the, the mouth. Cigarette. Well, it ain't and lit. I, I so. know, and I said I think that she's doing a. In fact, I think I find my comments there. I said mm-hmm. I think she's trying to play a part here. Now I yes. did. I didn't know until right now that it was a a uh, a uh, hat tip to the Robert Johnson, Robert Johnson photo, yes. which I'm looking at the photo right now, and mm-hmm. I'm actually going to put these side by side oh, on my awesome. Facebook so people can see. Yes, what she school the public. Yes, and yes. Uh, I mean, you even have it. That is. You are sexier than Robert Johnson. Ooh, I gotta say. thank you. But uh, <laughs> but uh, that is definitely a very cool little uh, homage there that you absolutely. Did. So Robert Johnson is one of the Club Twenty Seven members. Yes. Yeah, so funny story with him. So Robert Johnson is known as pretty much the first and and, and best blues guitar player of all time, and that like I said, there's not a lot not a lot of information on him, and his story is down in the Delta. He would go to open jams. And things like that at Juke Joints. And he wasn't actually a very good guitar player or respected that well as a performer. And then he kind of went off the grid for about a year or so. And no one knew where he was at. And then when he came back, he all of a sudden could mm-hmm. rock and roll, figuratively speaking, yep. on the guitar. So And the legend was that he had went off and sold He went off to, to the, the crossroads and sold so to the devil. And that's how he learned to play so well. And and there's there's a lot of great 
folklore and, and, and a lot of different um, cultural references and things like that uh, regarding him. And it wasn't until the last year or two that historians found, they finally found some sort of a birth certificate and a death certificate hmm. of his. And when they did the math, they realized that he passed away at 27. Yeah. So he's well, the he's, oldest, he's newest like member. He's the creator of the... Yeah. yeah. So, so he, and he, if, you know, not the greatest honor. But exa- right, <laughs> right, yeah. And then, you know, with that but, being said, too, a lot of people, and, and I'm a firm believer, a lot of our modern day music now, yeah. it all goes back to the blues. I get it. So yep. whether it's the music, whether it's the, 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 the musicianship, or the kind of myths with, with very popular musicians back in the day and even now, um, you know, with Robert Johnson, it's, it's the beginning of, of beginnings. Mm-hmm. So. I think I first came across Robert Johnson music mm-hmm. when I was watching this this um, mini documentary yeah. on all the music that uh, these conspiracy theorists believe mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin had stolen from old Delta Blues artists. Absolutely, they yeah. did. And they if you did. listen to it, it's definitely it's, it definitely happened. They make it their own. Absolutely, yeah. It, no, Ze- Zeppelin. I mean, a lot a lot of rock bands and stuff like that, especially British Invasion rock bands like like the Beatles and the Stones and stuff. Which mm-hmm. which props to them because they totally Absolutely. they 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 kind of cite their sources and mad respect for 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 the, for oh, the yeah. blues greats. They you know their bread their bread and butter was. Oh, yeah. Was blues, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, so yeah, Led Zeppelin. Totally, there's a lot, of, a lot of, and and with that being said, if it wasn't for them being fans of old school blues mm-hmm. and things like that, modern day audiences wouldn't, they they right. wouldn't hear that kind of exactly. stuff. Exactly. So you know, some people can go on a high horse and be like, oh, the dang rap bands, <laughs> you know. But you know what? Hey, is they 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 were. Paying respects, homage, Absolutely. and things like that. They, so, they were they were mimicking their, their heroes, their idols, exactly. Yeah, their their idols. And I mean, idols same thing with the Beatles, with exactly. uh, with Buddy Holly, and, and absolutely. And, you know. and they're the first ones, like I said, they're the first ones to say, "Yes, this is where we oh, got yeah. our start from," and they cite their sources. So they're okay with me. Yeah. I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> I, fi- I find it. I, I don't want to say unnerving, but I, I find it odd. When we do have artists here sometimes and mm-hmm. we go to talk about their influences mm-hmm. and they almost dig their heels in and say they don't have any. That's and, a lie. And yeah. it is a snap. And I, I think you need to own your influences. And maybe right. maybe they just don't know what they are. Yeah, it's maybe, maybe, maybe they, you know, oh, being put on the spot on the radio too. They, right. You know, they. I like have to, an answer for that. I like to take a new song and sip on it like a wine. Sure. And when you're when you're tasting a wine, you're like, all right, I, I got Get some blue. Notes. I got some blueberry in there. <laughs> Not and, the wine I drink. You know, no, there's a there's a hint of uh, there's a hint of <laughs> the oak. Screw top. There's a little oak. <laughs> screw top. I yeah, didn't, it says MD twenty twenty on it. Where I need to go. Right. Your box has a screw top on it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That too. Yeah. You no, should, but you that, should see the water glass he drinks that stuff out of. Oh lordy, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, a lot. Of, I would imagine that, like you said, the artists that come on here and, and they say, oh, I don't know who they are, they they know, but mm-hmm. not consciously. Right. Maybe you you're know? right. I mean, we're influenced by so many different things. You've any got types to of be. music, because me, music's life, because mm-hmm. every time I hear, I'll hear a song, I'm like, oh, I remember what I was doing when I heard that yeah. song, what yes. my mood was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it was, if I was in a good mood when I heard that song. Yeah. You know, even Absolutely. some disco stuff. I mean, I, I had a really good time, you know, sure. back in the day, you yeah. know, at the, at the make-out parties and yeah. stuff, you know, like Air Supply is playing or something, you know. Right. Then I'll hear Air Supply go, my, my Air Supply so member, uh, oh, yeah, I remember, right. remember a make-out party and the yeah. father couldn't pick her up and I was on, you know. There's always influences, whether you can right, recognize right. them or not. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see Hall & Oates coming up in July. Ooh. I can't wait. She's gone. 
They're still. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Soul. They're oh, playing man. together again. Yeah, and and yeah. Uh, Squeeze is opening for them as well. Oh, so okay. I'm telling you, Black Coffee in Bed, baby. Good, you good know what I'm talking about. Tempted. I'm Ooh. I'm actually excited about going to see Guns N' Roses at Wrigley Field in July. All right, we're at Gallagher. Gallagher Way. Outside or they're, they're playing at Wrigley. They're oh, playing in, the, okay. Yeah, inside yeah. Wrigley. Well shot with Slash. That which well, yeah, I saw them a couple years ago, and, and that would uh, be a blast. about five, ten, ten years ago. I've always said that was never going to happen. Right. They hated each other, yeah. but they always money always seems to heal all those wounds, doesn't it? It can. You, you no, pay see. me enough money, I, yeah. I play with my arch enemy. Money well, talks, it's, man. It's kind of nice to be that big, you, right? You know, yeah. I will just take a break and exactly. Axel do his pay thing. Pay me enough, and then you pay me enough, I'll play accounts with my ex-wife, and she can't sing. Right. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. That, that'd be a pay per view, wouldn't it? <laughs> that one right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fifteen rounds. But you know, oh, you shots. get so big and and the music and you know just the influences like yeah. the blues. Blues. I mean, you take a look at like like England when the big blues thing went on. You mm-hmm. know, you know, John Mayall and the Blues Breakers yeah. and you know yeah. Clapton. Yeah. Play his thing, you know, and yeah. stuff. Well, what they had before that, they had what what, what, what was the music they had that was Cream. Called? Cream, cream was and big, was yeah, awesome. Cream, cream yeah. the yard but, but the music, mm-hmm. but the music, yeah, yeah. the music in England back in like the early skiffle. Yeah, they played the skiffle, you know. So they're right. looking for different things and what they had. All, they're all much the, more all the music came. St- yeah. Man, internationally, they're still more receptive right. to to the blues and, and roots mm-hmm. music and things like that. You know, it's like I tell people I got to leave home to get some respect, and it's not till I've like paid my dues away from home and things mm-hmm. like that. Then I come back and people are like, "Oh, look everywhere you've been." Yeah, when we yeah, com- players. When we come back from the break, because we're going to come close to it, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about a documentary that I watched. It's not brand new, but it's about a musician yeah. who had one, exactly one hit in the U.S. and didn't even really make it all the way to the top. Okay, and the guy thought that he was a nothing. Yeah. Come to find out, he was one of the most famous musicians in South Africa. And we'll talk Ooh, about I that. Know. Yeah. We'll talk about that, and we'll have a little bit of Ivy Ford uh, when we come back after this top of the hour break on Get Real with Ralph. I'm white skin, got assassin's eyes. I'm looking up into the sapphire tinted skies. I'm wild dressed, waiting on the light. Standing on the gallows with my head in the blues. Any minute now, I'm expecting all hell to break loose. People are crazy and talks are strange. I'm locked in tight. I'm out of range. I used to care, but things have changed. You're listening to Get Real with Ralph, your humble host, Ralph Nudie, sitting here in with Jim Salovich at AM 1050 WLIP. And if you want to get a view of what's going on here, uh, go to our YouTube channel, GetRealWithRalph.com, where you can watch our show streaming live and catch up on any old episodes. We also take all of the features of our musical guests and we slice them and put them there separately. So if you want to hear some of Ivy's music individually and get a teaser of it, 
come watch it on our channel, but then should, make sure you, you go just, buy her album. You should just come to the channel to see her hat. You should. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. I got about, this hat girl. down in Memphis, actually. Is that where you got it? Uh -huh. Oh, we got a story about hat. Awesome. I love yeah. hat. I love yeah. hat. <laughs> hat stories. Hat stories. Hat stories. Now, that, that was Robert Johnson that Jim came in with, which is the uh, picture we were talking about. Robert Johnson is the blues musician who allegedly sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because supposedly he couldn't play very well, and then he came back after being gone for a year, and suddenly and he was amazing. Yeah. And that's the story, and there is some footage of him and some recordings of him playing, although not a lot. Oh, it's, it's some great documentaries out there. Too. Yeah. It is. And there are only two known photos of him, and one of them Ivy is emulating on her new album that is yes. coming out on the 27th of this month. On the 26th. 26th on the 26th, of this 26th which I'll is, be 27. Is Club 26th. So it is not your golden Ooh. birthday. It's a year after. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. it's coming out on the 26th of this month, but it's called Club 27. And it is Ivy's 27th birthday, mm -hmm. and she's doing a tribute to the members of the 27 Club. For those of you that don't know what that is, those are a whole bunch of famous musicians that died at the age of 27. Who are some of those artists, Ivy? Brian Johnson. Um, Brian Jones. Brian Jones. Uh, from, yeah, Brian, Brian Jones. Yeah, he's a less known one. Yeah, Brian yeah, Jones. Stones. And Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Amy Winehouse. Jim Morrison. Um, Jim Morrison from The Doors. Cobain. Cobain, yes, Kurt Cobain of Nirvana. Mm -hmm. and, so do you have a Nirvana sounding like song that you get in there? I do. I, can't I wait do. To hear it. I do. Yeah. Do you want to hear? Is that was where we segue? You want to hear that? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> I wasn't segueing, but I would love to hear. Okay, it. well I'll just do a little bit of it though, because okay. I don't right. want to give too much. Just yeah. a little riff. I love it. Uh, just the taste, as we say. It's called fine. You never hurt me anyway Mute my soul, the Lord, today I may look like I'm alright But I'm broken, I'm not Fine, why don't you look at me? Fine, how come you didn't see? Fine, why don't you look at me? Fine, how come you didn't see? Sitting in a crowded room But I'm invisible to you I may look like I'm alright But I'm broken, I'm not fine Oh, yeah. 
right down to that diminished chord as soon as I heard that. That's a devil chord. That's, uh, that's my new favorite song, by the way. Oh, shut up. my new favorite is. song. Right there, girl. <laughs> that, oh, man. You moved me. That, did, that, that smelt like Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, you no, should, you should no hear what the drums intended. and bass, too, Oh, my man. God. I can't, can't imagine. I can't wait to hear the full band version of that song. It's, it's, it's pretty sweet. I will say this whole, this whole album, not that I... You know, obviously, when I'm working on stuff, you hope for the best. I don't right. want to say you hope for the best and expect for the worst, because you know, you don't you want don't want to be negative, but you hope for the best and 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 just see how it rides out. But really, this whole whole process from rehearsing to in in the studio and everything, it just it it, it felt right. You know, it was really mm-hmm. really seamless and and it was really in some ways effort effortless. I guess. Now, was the writing process different than it normally is? Because for I think for most people, a song just kind of comes to you through your heart when you got something going on. It can. And now suddenly you have a specific theme, so you're narrowing mm-hmm. what you're writing for because you want to pay homage to yeah. these specific artists. So how do you how do you go through the writing process and say okay I want to do something about Jim Morrison for example right. I mean, how, well do you um, listen to a bunch of Doors music and then get in your own headspace or? well no I mean in, in my case like I've always listened to again Hendrix Joplin Morrison you know that's always mm-hmm. been kind of in my listening wheelhouse to begin with so it was as far as the the genre and, and subject matter and influence it was kind of subconscious from from the get and then like I said when I kind of thought about this whole concept of doing a Club Twenty Seven album and and having it hopefully come out getting it all together on my 27th birthday mm-hmm. that was one thought and then in the meantime though when i started writing music and things like that i first was just writing music just to write music it wasn't necessarily tailored to fit doing songs influenced by by club uh, 27 club members per se and actually I'm trying. Well, actually, that that last song, "Fine," the one that's um, in, inspired by Kurt Cobain, that actually just came out. That had, I wasn't thinking Kurt Cobain per mm-hmm. se when I first started writing it. I came out with the words first, and 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 then the music after. And then when I was thinking more deeply into creating this concept album, I said, "Okay, well, I think I can make the subject matter and everything fit." And well, that really tight dissonance. In there, right. And, and I'm a huge really fan. Just... That song, actually, I'm a huge fan. I mean, I like a lot of Nirvana songs, but one of my favorites is Heart Shaped Box. Oh, yeah. And the arrangement with Fine is very, I mean, it mirrors Heart Shaped Box arrangement from 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 the the verses to the chorus and stuff. It's not in the same key. It's not the exact same notes. But it's a very similar structure. It's very, very similar. And and again, that was one of those things where it just kind of fell into place. So I started writing fine before thinking about Kirk Cobain, mm-hmm. Club 27, you know, all of that stuff. And, and then, then, you, then you pulled it out and said, oh, this right. fits. Right, and then it just fits. That's awesome. And then there was, um, there was, there was other ones when so i have a, a couple songs that are heavily influenced by hendrix and when i wrote those i had already I, I had already committed to this club 27 concept so then when i was writing them i said yeah of course you gotta do a hendrix fun and then that just kind of it just kind of worked and and um although it was intentional it was very effortless to do you mm-hmm. know hendrix stuff so the writing process for all the songs was was different for each one some was with the intention of making it fit for the club 27 concept others i already started bits of it and then later it just it just worked out so 
That's awesome. And the writing process for me, people ask me, say, oh, do you have a certain, you got to light a candle this way and turn the lights down and stuff like that. I said, no, man. I, Those, that's just, not a process. Those depends. are superstitions. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it just depends. I've, I've written songs like my first, my first original album, which was Time to Shine. The title track was called Time to Shine. And that song, I, I literally, I was in the shower. And and I thought of time to shine, just just the, just that phrase, time to shine, and I was just you know, it just it just came out there, nice. and then later I wrote it and and finished it, and that was that. But then there's other other ways where I'll think of words or a phrase and then build on that, you know. So mm-hmm. it it just depends. Not it's not all the same. Well, I like to spice it up. Now that you brought up time to shine, of course we're gonna have to hear it. Oh, of course, of course. I'd love yeah. to. And then when we oh, and then yes. we get done with time to shine, we're yeah. gonna we've had this audience of suspense. We're going to talk to them. About mm-hmm. this mystery artist who got oh, right. popular in another country. Okay. But yeah. first, we're going to hear a little Time to Shine, and then we can talk together about it so you can see how we both saw the same movie. Yes. A little Time All to right. Shine. This is Time to Shine. This is my, this was my, it really, my, my coming out. My coming out album, it's very reminiscent of um, Miss Rosetta Tharp, another famous female guitar player and blues woman. And actually, she was. She did some stuff and was kind of a crossover artist from gospel and secular music. So, some more homage, I guess. Time to shine, little mama. Don't let no one do you dim. Time to shine, little mama. Don't let no one do you dim. You can be your worst enemy, but you can be your very best friend. Time to shine, little mama. Don't let no one do you dim. Oh, now, little mama, when you think you're doing wrong, step back and you see. How far you've come Take a look in that mirror And smile And tell yourself, pretty baby It's time to shine Time to shine, little mama Don't let no one do you deep Shine, little mama. Don't let no one do you dim. You can be your worst enemy, but you can be your very best friend. Time to shine, little mama. Don't let no one do you dim. Well, you ain't gotta be perfect, no. But I'm sure you're pretty close Just give your best and rest that heaven knows The small things do not sweat And you'll realize You got everything you need So baby, go on and shine Time to shine, little mama Don't let no one do your deal 
time to shine, little mama. Don't let no one do you dim. You can be your worst enemy, but you can be your very best friend. Time to shine, little mama. Don't let no one do you dim. So then a lot of times when I do this, um, this song live, this past year, me and the fellas did a festival. And uh, getting back to, you know, Rosetta Tharp and the circular music, gospel, roots, blues, it's all similar. Usually we play on a Friday or a Saturday night, and I say, I know it ain't Sunday. And I'd be lying if I said I went to church every Sunday. <laughs> However, I grew up... Uh, when I was younger, I was raised actually Baptist. So I know a good uh, good gospel and what it can do for you. And like I say, if the shoe fits, just go and wear it. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Oh, oh, oh this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. It's time to shine, time to shine, little mama. Don't let no one do you deem. Time to shine, little mama. Don't let no one do you deem. You can be your worst enemy, but you can be your very best friend. Time to shine, little mama. Don't let no one do you deem. Time to shine, little mama. Don't let no one do you deem. Time to shine, little mama. Don't let no one do you deem. Oh, yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hey now. I like the little gospel song getting thrown in yeah. there. That's, Absolutely. Yeah. That's beautiful. So they can find this music. They you can just find right it. You now? know, if you, it, it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, okay. it's on Amazon. If you just Google Ivy Ford. Ivy Y. Ivy Y and Ford like the car. Yeah, that is, is my real name. It's on my birth certificate, there, too. There it is. And, uh, yeah. So and, your parents um, knew you were going to be a star, apparently. Yeah, my mama knew something. <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, so if, if you just Google me, I think I'm like the first or second one that pops mm -hmm. up. Or you can get it directly from the source at my website, which is uh, ivyfordmusic.com. All right. So, yeah. Boy, yeah, you just put in Ivy Ford, and it, it's the first thing that pops up on Google, ivyfordmusic.com. Yeah. Smack you in the face. Yeah, that you is. Know, uh, you, got a you got a show tomorrow night? Um, yes, tomorrow night I'm actually going up to Beloit, Wisconsin, mm -hmm. and I play the show. It's called Blue Monday, and the house band is Dave Potter. He's a guitar player and singer. Mm -hmm. Dave Wood on bass, and usually Steve Dougherty. On drums, and they bring up musicians uh, either from Chicago or from around the country to basically, you know, be, be a guest star. Right and and excuse me, there's no no rehearsals, mm -hmm. anything like oh, that. Oh, it's a you jam. Just, you, get, you just show up and and show out. So 
I'm there tomorrow at Grand Avenue Pub, which is in Boyd, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. We play about 6.30 to 10, Okay, I believe. Yeah, so I'm, I'm there tomorrow. And then Tuesday, I go back down to Highwood, Illinois. The Wooden Nickel. The Wooden Nickel, 7 to 10. And that's a little bit of everything, blues, rock. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the bass player and main host with the most, Ari Mintz, he's a, a big reggae fan, actually, as okay. well. So nice. you just never know what might. So you got a little reggae mix in there, too, then? Oh, I yeah. love reggae. I love reggae. Too. Yes, I do reggae during my shows, too. I, I got a few tunes. Hey, Valentine's Day, you're going to be in that, uh, Valentine's that, that Day, sweetheart of a place. K-Town. One of the most romantic places I've been in, Well, you Denny's know. Den. The lighting's nice. Everyone looks pretty in there. It's pretty dark. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm there Friday, oh, that's Valentine's a, that's a great Day place, yeah. at, at, at Denny Sports Den, 7 to 10. It's an early show, so all, all you right. folks that say, I'd love to see you, but you play so late. I ain't they're, playing late Friday they're, the they're, 14th. That's right. 7 to 10 7 to on 10. Valentine's Day. Yeah, so bring your sweetheart or come look for Bring your sweetheart. I'd be fortunate to be there all dressed up like a Valentine heart and a box of chocolates at the oh, same time. Oh, shucks. <laughs> How'd you know? How'd you know? No. <laughs> I got you all figured out. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Ah. So it is, it'd be a fun weekend. Fun, fun week, fun weekend. Good February. How about that? It's a fun February. You gotta you do something you February. You gotta have fun in February because yes. it's a cold month. So right. You so gotta you warm gotta your heart. And, 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 and they threw in an extra day this year, too. I know, yeah. It's leap yeah, year. Yeah, no, it's just like, I want it to be March, but no. Every four but years. No. This is the first leap year in three leap years that I don't have a child coming this year. My daughter was born. You're all four years apart oh, so of each other. You got a trend, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. You I got, got a... you got a mating season. You and your you and your girl, huh? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Every four years. Uh, so my <laughs> my my son. My... <laughs> That's, That's it. Every four years, like the Olympics. It's like the presidential election, the Olympics, and Ralph gets lucky. But <laughs> <laughs> I ask, I ask, because because every every Olympian is well trained. So you what, what your tra- what's your training so process? So the other three years, four years? I am training up, baby. If you're listening, I am. A I've, lot been, of, I've been training. There, are there a lot of pull ups? He's ready. Are there a lot of pull ups? There's a lot. When of pull- you're getting ready for you know, that, you know what happens? It's like I get the Rocky theme and I play it in my AirPods and I just <laughs> run down and I just think, yeah, exactly. We know what your pull ups are. Exactly. But yeah. Oh jeez. But yeah, my my son was born in my son was born in 2008. That we had, uh, I already had three children when we got together, okay. got married. Yeah. But then we had one in 08, we had one in 12, and we had one in 16. Shucks. Yeah, it was like every every four years, new president, new baby. They're making it happen. Extra day in it. the year, yeah. It's that extra day in the year that it happens. That's okay. what it is, yeah. All right. That's what she said. Every February 29th, honey, anything you want. I have some friends getting married on the 29th. Oh. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Jen's sister's getting married. I would love that as a husband because you only have to remember your anniversary once every four years. How amazing would that yeah, be? Yeah, I asked him about it. Said, because did you, did guys you said always he, forget he's, he's, anniversary. He's like, he's like, no, no, she said it. She wanted she, to get yeah. yeah, I'm like, all right. Maybe she's setting the bar low for him because she has very low expectations oh, of man. him. She won't be disappointed. She won't be disappointed because three of the years she don't have to worry about well, it. They, and the next year she's going to make a big deal about it like leap year. I think they have three kids already together. So it's kind of like, did they have them on leap years? We'll have to ask them. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a song in there. There's a song in there. I there's a song a, in everything. Right? I, had, I had a baby every leap year. That's definitely yeah. that, that's, that's like some improv. That's some improv comedy song. There's a song. Yeah. There's a song in everything. That's some John Prine shit no, going on there. Okay, watch yourself. I knew what I was doing. Trust me. So yeah, but you know, getting back to what I was saying, there's a song in everything. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you said you said Ralph last night you you got a little enlightened with I some did. music. Huh? I did before the break. We were talking yeah. about this. I okay. watched a documentary that apparently 
won an Academy Award in 2012. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you that the stories about this artist who was basically a one-hit wonder in the United States, if that, nothing really right. ever topped the charts. And he did, a, he did a brief tour in Australia. He came back and went back to living this incredibly humble existence in Detroit, Michigan, mm-hmm. fixing houses, doing carpentry work, raised three daughters, uh, would tell his friends every once in a while, oh, yeah, I almost made it big. And, you know, a few of his friends, his close friends, knew that he was a musician, but really shied away from it. Just some other things. He ran for mayor, I guess, once. Wasn't even really a formidable candidate, but he kind of had this this movement of the people on his side sort of thing. Really cared about the little guy. Uh, he bought a house for, like, $500 on auction or 50 bucks or something like that and fixed it up himself. Oh, He's living in this house, living a very poor existence. I mean, economically, mm-hmm. the guy never really made it in life. And at the same time this was going on, in South Africa, the yeah. apartheid movement had taken hold. And after apartheid broke, there was this wave of being able to listen to music. And the South African people latched on to a couple of his songs. And in their mind, this guy's bigger than Elvis. And when they started asking what happened to him, the rumor was that he had committed suicide. Right, right. And there was more than one rendition of this rumor one was that he set himself on fire on stage mm-hmm. i mean think about all the weird rumors people spread that he that he shot himself all this different stuff but nobody had any confirmation so there was a record store owner who was affectionately named for one of these hit songs and he starts searching for this artist and uh this is in the late 90s so the only thing you really have on the internet are bulletin boards there's no facebook or anything yet right, right. And he's on a fan bulletin board, and a girl comes on and says, I think you're talking about my father. Hmm. So the name of the documentary is Searching for Sugar Man, which is probably mm-hmm. the only song anybody in this country really knows by the artist. His name is Rodriguez. Yeah. And uh, just a very cool story about how this guy gets found, gets brought back to South Africa where he's bigger than Elvis Presley and starts playing to packed stadiums in his I want to say it's in his uh, 50s or 60s, mm-hmm. uh, not even knowing he's a star, and yet still really didn't, from what the documentary said, never really... Never really took off. Never really took either. off financially. Right, right. I mean, right, right. very popular. He toured, and I, I just wonder, wow, how that's... And, and that's so true, I would say, most artists yeah. Oh, yeah. Ha- struggle financially their entire oh, lives. It's representation. Yeah. It's who's, who's watching your money or, do, you know. You know oh, yeah. I mean, a bit, yeah. It, it, there's a bit of that going on. I mean, you know. All the time. You got to get ripped off. All, maybe, all the time. Well, yeah. and a lot of creatives, whether it's music, art, whatever, you know, they just, I just want to create. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the business side. I just want to have fun. Well, yeah, I mean, I do too, but if you want to watch your back, you, you got you to gotta put on your big girl panties. I'm just saying. That's right. You know, it ain't easy, but it's essential. It's oh, essential. You gotta get, somebody's got to be the For business. For longevity. Got to have a good business partner, yeah. good business manager. I have, I have an immense amount of respect for anybody who can make a living as yeah. a creative. Oh because God. there's a lot of personal sacrifice that comes Absolutely. with that that most people aren't willing to, mm-hmm. to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... You start to put in the the full time amount of time that it takes mm-hmm. to really be good enough, and yeah. both of those things kind of have to happen at the same time. And rarely does somebody actually make it where they can they can make a living, support a family, do all the things that they want. It seems like you have the very few that really make it, and then you have most that don't. 
But there is that middle ground there where you can make a living touring, mm-hmm. putting out music, yeah. and, and it's a comfortable I, living. Know, I know I know someone who play, they play every night. They get paid every night, and they yeah. play. Just little places here, little places there. No, they there. get paid every night $50. Right. It's at the end of the night. Every the weekend, we can, they still, you know. Yeah. Yep. Then you know, you're and, 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 and get, a good, get well, that, that longevity yeah, right. playing every night. But you, you ain't going to last long, because I know how I am, if, yeah. me and my, especially in the summertime, when me and my fellas, we do you know, festival tours and things like that, and we got... Uh, uh, you know, eight, uh, eight, ten, fifteen shows in a row. It's great. Don't get me wrong. It's a great experience. But you need that 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 come down time and that mm-hmm. time off mm-hmm. to kind of rejuvenate. Um, you know, so it's it's one of those you want to work smart, not too right, hard. right, right, absolutely right. Yeah. smarter, not harder. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my motto. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but you know. Where's, oh, your, yeah. where's your favorite place to go to rejuvenate and get away from it all? Uh, um, get real at Ralph on Sunday okay, nights. Yeah. That's right. Uh, you know. I, I'm glad I could rejuvenate. Oh, shucks. Um, you know, it just it just depends. I mean, sometimes you, I totally need, you know, a day. And by a day, I mean a day. Because after that, I get antsy. Uh, sometimes just, you know, stand, stand in my jammies. And I would say sitting and watch movies. But really, that means I'm sitting in my jammies and doing computer work. And, mm-hmm. like, doing the book work and stuff and, and whatnot. Um, or, or a lot of times if I got a weekend off or, or whatever, I'll go out and hear a lot of music, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know if I'm a glutton, you know, for punishment or whatever, um, or if it's a catch 22 or double edged sword, but you'll go out and hear music. Is that yeah, what you said? Yeah. And then if someone, it's really nice if I go somewhere and no one knows who I am. I'm sure on the off chance. Yep. You know, because if someone does, they're like, hey, you're going to come up and play. And right. Like, ah, right. Which I'm, do, do you feel, do you feel obligated to, to yeah. play? I, mean, I do. I do. Did you put? I mean, not you know, not to say you know. Yeah. Sometimes it just I don't feel like it. Oh, shucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, go, I do. If I want to go out, I want to go out and, and listen. However, right. I do. You know, I don't know if it's it's just a certain certain gene or bone bone mm-hmm. in my body. When right. It's showtime. Right. Just, I automatically have. Okay, come on. What are we doing? Right. What are we gonna play? You know. Right. Um, but sometimes it is nice to just go out mm-hmm. and not feel like you have to play. However, it's always nice to be asked. So, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, if someone asks me if a band, you know, says, hey, we'd love you to sit in, I'm like, okay, let me do it, because I'm afraid next time they may not they ask. They might not me. ask. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 you know, so, and, and me and my bandmates and, and musician friends of mine, we say, you know, we have to worry about when they don't ask us. No, yeah. Right, know, right, so right. I get it. it is, I get it. Right. You know, and, and with that being said, if I really am like, you know what, I'd like to go out, but I really don't want to be pressured to well, play. Well, because let's face it, when you're feel, when you're a musician yeah. and you're asking somebody else to play, That's you, a huge you, you have to be pretty impressed with them. Absolutely. You know, there's yeah. a lot of times that you'll have someone that, can I play with you? And you're like, no, sit, yeah, I'd sit rather down. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, Got yeah, a so reputation here. It's a huge here. honor, so you don't want to, nah. you know, don't get, there, there's some jerks out there like, oh, no, I know you'd like me to play with you, but no, 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 I'm not going to. They're, they're a lot, <laughs> you know. Um, but, no, it's a, it's a huge honor. So, if, I always like to accept right on. it, you know. And if I'm, like I said, if I'm if I'm afraid that someone's going to ask me, then I'm like, I'll just stay home. How far do you have to go myself. to get away from people that recognize you? <laughs> Especially um, in the blues scene. Yeah, you know, now I don't even know because knock on wood, um, there's not been one place that I've gone and, 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 and people haven't uh, mm-hmm. haven't known me. I had gone out to L.A. a few years back, and, and, and sure enough, I was doing some shows, and, I, and I'd never been out to L.A. for, for music per se, and uh, I was out there, and people were like, "Oh my gosh, I have you floored." I'm like, "What the? F- <laughs> How do you know? You know?" So, mm-hmm. which that's a good thing. I don't. I'm that's not a gonna, beautiful thing. I'm not going to complain about it. But um, you know, it is what it is. That's how you make your living. Exactly. Exactly. So it's cool. 
I mean, if I'm if, I, if I'm at, if I'm at a very expensive dinner with my wife on Valentine's Day, I yeah. saw houses for a living. Someone says, right. "Hey, yeah. I want to buy an expensive house for me. Yep. I'm not going to be like, not now, pal. I'm having dinner right. with my wife. Yeah, I'm gonna, all... You know, this this is what I do. It's my right. it's my it's how I it's how I exist. That's how you make living. It's and how you exist, yeah. you could exist doing what you love on top mm-hmm. of it all. So I can't imagine being like, well, asked to like do my, something. My phone's yeah. my phone's always on. My band guys, specifically my drummer Dave, I'd be like, "Yeah, man, I'm up all the time. My phone's always going." He's like. Sweetie, you got to turn that off. I said, sweetie, if I turn it off, we don't get paid. That's so, right. And, uh, and we joke, because one time we had a rehearsal. I got back from rehearsal like 1 in the morning. I come home. I'm getting ready to take a shower. I'm in my towel, brushing my teeth. My phone goes off. It was a gig for something. So then I text the guys. I said, hey, by the way, great. Uh, I said, great rehearsal tonight. By the way, we got a gig on whatever. Mm-hmm. Dot, dot, dot. That's why I don't turn my phone off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm always, I'm always on call. I'm always, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and when I'm not on stage, we're not performing. Like I said, I'm 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 in the office doing doing the book work because I do all my own managing, all my own payroll stuff wow. like that. I'm I'm the big. We got a creative thing. with business sense. Yeah, and those are the makings it. of yeah. that's the makings of a success story. Right exactly. There. Well, you know, you, yeah. you know, to have the discipline to do that, or if, is it, or if it's a more OCD type of thing, or whatever. It's probably both. It's, it's a little bit of that because I, I know I know I got some friends who are OCD and yeah. they run they they do everything. I, yeah, you I'm, know, you know, a little bit of neuroses never hurt nobody. No hell no, girl. <laughs> you know. I wish so, I had more. Yeah, no, There's a song is. in that. A little yeah. neuroses never hurt nobody. Right. So um, yeah, because I don't, I don't like, I don't like to be told what to do, and no. I don't like to be pressured. If right. someone says, "Hey, well, I'm running this stuff, so you got to do. If I ask you to do mm-hmm. something, you got to do it." Man, get out of here with that bull stuff, <laughs> man. So. And who knows? Maybe in the future I'll get a manager who can do something well, more you, than I can do. If you get that big, yeah, you know, I don't I mean, you know, spot, it's just like at this point like, in time now, it's like, you yeah. know, it's. When people ask me, hey, don't you I mean, it's, 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 it's going to be a good problem to deal with if you have to deal with yeah, that. Yeah, it's you know a good I mean? problem to have. That's, right, right. Right. So, What's but your... until then, I'm like, well, you know, yeah. impress me first, and then maybe I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, do something I can't. And I my bar is raised real high, real high. So. Come get you some. Come, come get me. But. Man, the job of being your man must be uh, a tough job. Well, you know, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm saying whoever's sending in applications now, I'm sure it's, it's a be... lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was something I posted. It was now this taking resumes, great. ladies and gentlemen. Right. Yeah. There was a there was a great uh, po- uh, quote I saw on Facebook yesterday, earlier today. What day is it? I don't know. And it was like um, everyone everyone loves a, a independent or successful woman or something like that until it affects their ego. And it's a they, meaning man or woman, right. but we know, we know, <laughs> fellas. We know. You know, so, yeah. yeah. Well, I got my guitar. I don't need nothing else. Yeah, right. We're going to hear more of that. We're going to take a break right yeah, now, okay. though. We are. And we're after, <laughs> after, after, more, after this break, I've got, some more, I've got some more big questions for Ooh, Ivy for a day. I got bigger answers, Ralph. I'm sure you do. Get real, real. <laughs> we're getting real right after this. Your heart's on the loose You rode them sevens with nothing to lose And this ain't no place for the weary kind You called all your shots And we're back on Get Real with Ralph, AM 1050, WLIP, or on the YouTube channel at Get Real with Ralph. Com. And uh, we're playing Oscar-winning music tonight as our bumper music, and that one there is Crazy Heart from... Oh, from the movie, yep, theme of Crazy Heart, Weary Kind. Yep. 
Oh, you're uh, Mr. Jeff uh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, I'm telling you what, that guy. He's done some. He's yeah. done some good the stuff. Dude. The, the dude. D- the dude. The dude. Yes. The dude. The Fisher King. What else is? That? He's done so. Oh my God. Things. Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. You ever see that one? Yes. Yeah. In Clint Eastwood. Yes. Yeah. That was one of his. Oh my God. He was so great in that. Him and George Kennedy going back back and forth. Just such a success. You know, success is one of the things that um, that I like to talk about with mm-hmm. uh, with people when they're on here, especially when when they're when they have it, no. when they have it, and they're <laughs> on the verge of it, and uh, and, they're, and they're so humble. Oh. Yeah, and it's it's not just talent, and I think that's so important for people out there that are listening and want to know what it takes to make it in anything that you're doing. It's it's talent. It's work ethic more than it is talent. Yeah. It is uh, this un interruptible, unstoppable belief in yourself mm-hmm. that you have to have that, that comes off to people that don't understand it as arrogance, but it's oh, really yes. it's really about the manifestation of what you actually want yeah. out of life and, and and putting yourself in the present tense and saying, I am this now when you're not there yet. Right. And as a result of that, when someone says, I'm the biggest thing uh, on the blues guitar since <laughs> whoever, and you're not yet, you have to tell yourself that, and the people on the outside who are naysayers in life don't get it. Like, well, you ain't done snap yet. Right. Really. And so there, there's that resistance that you really get when you first start doing it, and oh, most, yeah. most people start listening to the outer voices instead of the voices they want on the inside, and after a while they give up on themselves and they stop Absolutely. believing themselves. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I've experienced that. I'll tell you, I, I tell the story sometimes on stage when, when I do Time to Shine, actually. When I was... Uh, 11, 12, 13 years old, I got a role. And this sounds menial, but it was really a, a seed of, of great growth. Now, I got a role um, in, in my school musical, and I was one of the, the only youngest people to get, like, a lead role, okay? And and I did really well with it. I was super excited. I was so proud to be kind of, like, with the big dogs and whatnot. And everything I do, I try and give my 110%, things like that. Well, long story short, one of the other children and their moms and parents and, you know, all that BS and stuff like that. They got the nose out of the joint. I'll say it now because I'm an adult and I'm a mom, so, you know, heck with it. I was outshining everyone else. So, and it was just because, I, knock on wood, I just had a natural knack for performing and things like that. And, and I was, you know, had some natural gifts and I tried to try to nurture those. So I did very, very, very well. And it got the, you know, the room moms and things like that, their nose out of joint. So they actually, they had pulled the director of this, this is middle school, okay? Not even big stuff. They pulled the director aside and had told him, asked him to pull me aside after rehearsal to sit me down and say, you know, everyone's thinking, Ivy, you just think you're really too confident, too confident, (laughs) too confident. And they just think you're just trying to be the best instead of just doing your best. And I was so crushed. I was 12 years old, so crushed because I was like, I just want to be. You mean you to know. tell me that this director I'm serious. This is true story. The... This is true story, yeah. Wow. And, uh, and at the time, like I said, it really, like, it got me in the feels because I was just, I was having fun being me and, 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 and doing my best. And, and, you know, in translation, it was basically saying, don't do your best because it outshines everyone else. What the f- Mm. Yeah, right. What kind of stuff is that? And then later, it's called socialism. Yeah, and then later in life, um, when I was first getting my chops in live music and stuff as a young adult and things like that, I would do open jams or whatnot, and, and I would always put on a great show because I like putting on a show. I like I know what entertains me. I want to emulate that to entertain everyone else, and um, 
people would like what I did when they'd watch me and then some other musicians or people that wanted to have these little reviews, they'd ask me to be a part of the review so they could say, hey, look what I found, this new shiny thing. And they'd say, okay, Ivy, I want to hire you to do a few numbers and do you, but just not as much of you. Why? Because they're afraid to outshine who they thought was going to be the headliner or, you know, the big, big shebang at the thing. And so luckily by then as a young adult, I was, I'd say, you know, thank you for the potential opportunity. But if you don't want me at my best, well, you ain't get, you ain't getting me at all. You know, and, and, and fortunately enough, from from a, from a child to a young adult and things like that, for whatever reason, I, I always listen to that inner voice. That was my my foundation that, you know, was able to able to decipher and, and weed out really that that negative um, anti-productive and, and not not what do they call it? Um, constructive criticism. But I but I've I've experienced that whole. You know, oh, you just think you're too confident. Well, like Kid Rock said, it ain't cocky if you can back it up. So, and I'm the same way if I see someone else like that. Like, hey, if you're rocking, man, shoot, flaunt it. You Mm -hmm. got it, flaunt it. Mm -hmm. You know, don't, and don't let anyone else, like my Time to Shine song, Time to Shine, don't let anyone do you dim. That's right. Don't do it, man. And that Nobody knows there's how a, long. There's a difference. Nobody knows how there long they have to shine. And then there's a difference in lack of humility That's right. and confidence. You know, you know so I mean, I, you know, some people come and it's like, why, why are you getting on me? It's the only way I know how to do this. Exactly. I, it's just the only way I know how exactly. to do this. And just because, you know, you should, you shouldn't be mad that, at me because I'm making because, you feel inferior. Because you know, I feel, because I feel, I feel, I feel I do this well. It's what I do. <laughs> Man. So it makes me feel good. It makes everyone else exactly. feel good. Exactly. And if it ain't so, hurting I nobody. Mean, so if you want to call me, yeah. whatever you want to call me, well then that's, I'm fine right. with that. Exactly. Yeah. And some of the best with musicians, the best musicians that I know and I've gotten to, I'm so gracious to share the stage with. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. They're, they're friends of mine and things like that. The best music, you know, a musician or an entertainer is really good when really, if you, you know, you think they're rocking and rolling and stuff like that and you go and talk to them off stage and you say, oh, you, you're the best. You're amazing. And a lot of times they say, thank you. I'm very grateful, mm-hmm. but I have a lot to learn. Still. Right, right, right. Yeah. And when you stop learning stuff, then you've done yourself an injustice. Yeah. Absolutely. That's my soapbox. Okay, I'm stepping down. But yeah. it is definitely that attitude of needing yeah. other people to suck because you're afraid to raise yourself up to their yeah, level don't. that holds people down. Yeah. It no. really does. Exactly. If anything, it should build people up. You should be inspiring to people, and people should want to aspire to do better. Mm-hmm. But it's, really, that has nothing to do with right. anyone else. That's that's it. Okay, o- Oscar alert. Uh, Elton John and Bernie Taupin have won an Oscar. Oh, for man. their song, I'm gonna love. Uh, I'm gonna love me again oh. from the Rocket Man album or the movie. Fantastic. Have you seen it yet? Yes, I have. How was it? It was fantastic. I have it not. was different. I have not seen it, it was either. different than I thought it would be. It's yeah. not. It's not a biopic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does, but it it, it bounces sure. and it's like some show. You know, it's like a you know. Okay. I mean, it's my favorite genre dancing. movie, watching watching real stories about real people. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. And that's what I love about this show, too, having mm-hmm. you here and talking about your real experience. Mm-hmm. This is real life. This is, yeah, real yeah. life. Now, right you now. must have a vision in your head of what's, what the next level of success looks like to you and mm-hmm. what your life is going to look like. Well, I, t- I tell people, I say, and I said I did a couple of interviews a couple of years ago when I w- didn't even have as much success and, like, material and stuff out, out as I do now. And I said, I want to be able to play only if I want to play. Uh, meaning when I first started coming up, I was doing open jams for that $50 here and there because mm-hmm. I needed the work. And, and, and now I'm knocking wood, usually in a comfortable spot to say, you know what, thanks for the opportunity, but no thank you. And, um, you know, so I'm halfway there then, which which is nice. 
And then even bigger than that, especially with the blues and roots genres and stuff like that, a lot of musicians and, and, and the greats and stuff, they, they sort of get recognized and got all their accolades and respect and they're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Right. So I want to be able to appreciate my stuff. Yeah. I want to be around and appreciate my stuff. So, yeah, that's, and, and, that's and, a big and, goal. And, of mine. And, and being at your age, too. Yeah. And having this together. Yeah, yeah, that helps. <laughs> I got a little young, early You know, I mean, right. th- things go right. You've been doing 40 years from now, you still be doing yeah. what you're doing. Especially yeah. being your age and being a blues musician. Is that well? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the, the biggest. Biggest goal of mine is to, is to always be able to play because I want to, not because mm-hmm. I have to. And by that meaning, I don't get paid if I don't play. I don't have if I get sick if I can't do the gig. As you know, we don't we as musicians or artists or whatever we don't get sick days. You know right. what I mean? There is no four four hundred one k unless mm-hmm. you make your four hundred one k. You know, so that and then the biggest thing is being able to to kind of see the fruits of your labor while you're still living. Big yes. big time, you yeah. know. So. What's what, what's your life look like on a luxury level? On you, a luxury level, yeah, like like do you have a certain you have a, you have a certain vision in your mind of where you want to live and what you want it to look like that you think about on a daily basis and visualize to help well, feel I yourself. I don't forward. need I don't need to live by you know uh, a lot of luxury means per se. If it happens, hey, I'm gonna take it. But your but, your um, creature comforts the, my, the, the 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 check the boxes that Ivy Ford has that you know make it's, you it feel sound, good. It sounds so like simple and cliche, but I think just as everyone you know being able to find some comfort and not worry so much about getting the bills paid, having a place to rest your head where where your next meal is gonna come from. Because I have, um, it's funny I am so young, but I've been I've been playing blues and things mm-hmm. like that for for over ten years, and um, as 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 a young adult and things like that, I have been, I have experienced being, ooh, well, I don't know where I'm going to rest my head at. I don't know, you know. Um, so, so you know, being able to to find solace and comfort in knowing that, I would love to be able to travel when when I want mm-hmm. to. Not Don't have to be overseas all the time, but just, you know, do stuff like that. And it sounds silly, but I love I love hosting parties and, like, having uh, having people around and things like that. Every, every... Every holiday or, or whatnot, wherever I've been, I've been known to um do big open jams at at my mm-hmm. my home and things like right. that. So to just just expand on that um, more so, and and then professionally too, I, I I wouldn't mind you know having complete control when it comes to having a studio and and recording and things like that. Which sounds like work, so I guess I don't know if it's like <laughs> my luxury is a life, but that's my thing. You yeah, know, but you I, love your work. I love my work. I do. It's it it's yeah. It's sickening. It's it's very it's very crazy, but I, well, do. I do. We're coming up at top of the hour here pretty quick. We gotta hear another tune. We do. That oh went, man! You know what I'm saying? You are you are as good of a conversationalist as you are a musician. Ooh, thanks. So man. that's why we're there. But <laughs> it, it just makes our it, job it, easy. It makes yeah. our job easy. But more importantly, I think listeners really connect with with people who. Who mm-hmm. talk about their own path to, to getting what yeah. they want out of life? Oh, we can that, find that, that, that that's such an important we're human. thing. We're all people, man. A- absolutely. Okay, uh, Oscar Bong Joon Ho has Ho has won uh, best uh, director for Parasite. Bong Joon Ho for Parasite. Yeah, okay. that's the name of the movie. Sorry, I've been doing this all night. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna um, play next? Okay, I'll do one. This song's called When I Met You. This was one I wrote. Um, I, I started writing before the Club 27 album concept. Um, it's very, this is an Amy Winehouse inspired one, and I was a huge, still am, a huge Amy Winehouse fan. There was um, a woman who was, who a little was love song old beyond her years. Yes. So this is a little sleeper just in time, a little love song for Valentine's Day again. And this one is on my Club 27 
album when I met you. To come on too strong But I don't want to see you pass me by I want you to know That there's something about you That's really caught my See this being times before I was shook right to my core And it's been a while So I'm confused I'd be lying if I didn't say I wasn't hurt in every way Since then I'm afraid of being used Something has changed when I met you I want you to know that there's something about you. Oh, that's really caught my eye. Oh, but now, how can this be real? I'm afraid to admit this is how I feel. See, there's been times before I was shook right to my core And it's been a while, so I'm confused I'd be lying if I didn't say I wasn't hurt in every way Since then, I'm afraid of being used Something has changed when I met you La da 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 Shook right to my core And it's been a while So I'm confused I'd be lying if I didn't say I wasn't hurt in every way Since then I'm afraid of being used Something has changed When I met you See there's been times before I was shook right to my core It's been a while, so I'm confused I'd be lying if I didn't say I wasn't hurt in every way Since then, I'm afraid of being used Something has changed when I met you
Something has changed when I met you. Something has changed when I met you. Something has changed when I met you. Oh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> oh, my God, girl. Yeah, yeah. Ivy Ford, ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you go to IvyFordMusic.com to mm-hmm. find all of the music that Ivy has already released. I know where she's playing, and uh, go see her. And the band, say hi to the guys, man. Yeah, you, hey, you're, you're fellas. Good. Yeah. Hey, fellas, we got, uh, my, you know, I joke. I say these are the only, only men in my life that I actually like. So we got Dave Axon on drums and, and Willie Roush on bass. My, awesome. my rider dies all day, all night, all right, any best. day, anytime. <laughs> all right. There you go, ivy4music.com. Listen to it and make sure that you buy the new album that's coming out on the 26th Sixth. of February. Yes. Thank you for tuning in to Get Real with Ralph. This is Ralph Nudie at AM 1050 WLIP and Get Real with Ralph. Thanks again for tuning in and good night.